Mondays have evolved for us at the Nahum Siegel Network as uh, probably the most unconventional and eclectic uh, morning of programming that we have here at NSN, and that is only going to become more so later today. As you know, at 9 o'clock this morning, Mayor Weingarten with the extremely successful Israel show between 9 and 10 in advance of both Israel Memorial Day and Israel's Independence Day. You'll want to tune in and hear Mayor, and he'll join us later this hour to discuss what's coming up on today's show. Uh, Then we uh, toss our sports program in. Yoni Pollock, often assisted by Seth Gordon with After Further Review, concentrating, I'm sure, today on the NBA playoffs and the baseball season. So they'll be with you between 10 and 11 Eastern time. We call it After Further Review here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And Jake Novak, who we've introduced to you multiple times on this network, and specifically here at JM and the AM, a great political and economic journalist, uh, he is uh, joining us in what is a big announcement, a big day for us, and a big coup for us as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he is joining us today for a program that's going to round out the morning from 11 a.m. on uh, in a show that's going to concentrate on the world of politics, the world of uh, our economies, and the social uh, commentary as well. Plus, Jake's going to toss in special guests um, very often to discuss the news and uh, to speak with them uh, about what's going on in this amazing world of ours. Jake Novak, welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, well, thank you for that very generous introduction, and thank you for uh, giving me an opportunity to join your network. Well, for us, it's very exciting. We have uh, we have a variety of um, of uh, hosts that do uh, you know different things and comment on different areas of life. Your your take, and I've heard I've heard you now not just on this program, but on multiple programs. Your take on things is always extremely interesting, and it seems that. You sometimes break things down much simpler than a lot of other commentators do. So we are looking forward uh, to hearing what you have to say about what's going on in this crazy world of ours. And it all begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time today uh, on a program that we will call uh, um, uh, Novak Now uh, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So I hope you're excited about it. I hope that uh, you're all set for the very first presentation at 11 o'clock this morning. No, I am. And, uh, you know, one of the things that this will give me an opportunity to do and hopefully give your audience a chance to hear for the first time, it's just a different perspective on what really the truly top stories are. You know, as a television news producer and an editorial columnist for basically 25 years, I have to tell you, nothing annoys me more and disappoints me more about our profession than when you turn on the channels of all the major news stations, and they all have the same top story. In fact, they all have the same top three stories. And then most of them had the same take on those top three stories. And then everybody wonders why, uh, you know, there was a surprise in the election. And everybody wonders why certain other things happen that, they, that, that people don't have advance notice on. It's, it's really the, the media bias that we hear about isn't, believe it or not, the biggest bias is not political. It's not cultural. The biggest bias is in the decision to basically go with what they think will be the big story that other people are talking about. Right. In other words, it's, it's, a, it's a bias in favor of cowardice in a way. I hate to use that term. It's not, I, I don't think that people are really that cowardly, but there's, there's an aspect of fear that goes into it. And so this chance to me, for me to really look at it and say, hey, this is really the top story today. This is really the most important thing to think about. That's a really great opportunity. Well, I've heard you in other venues where you essentially say, how could you possibly be ignoring this? How could you not be focused <laughs> on this, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, context of the news of the day? 
Uh, so you'll be bringing that to our listeners. That starts at 11 o'clock this morning. Novak Now. Novak Now is the name of the program. 11 o'clock Eastern time here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I would be remiss, and I know I don't want to steal any of your thunder, certainly, of what's going to be happening a couple hours from now, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the uh, uh, the new the news of the weekend, and that's, of course, uh, the uh, action by President Trump, and not just the United States, but other nations as well, against Syria. What was your reaction when you first heard the news? Well, again, this is another uh, instance of things really changing in the Middle East um, in the last couple of years. And it is going to be a big part of the show. I mean, obviously, when I talk about what the big story is, and this isn't just for the Jewish world, I think that a huge story is Israel's 70th uh, birthday coming up on Wednesday night going into Thursday. I know your network is, you know, the network in general is taking a a, a big lead-up and countdown to it. This is a huge story. And these strikes are very much a part of what has changed in the Middle East just in the last few years. Not all of it bad, some of it bad, and I think a, a big part of the bad, the, the worst part of it has been the Syrian civil war. We're talking about about 600,000 people dead. Uh, this is because of Iranian adventurism with, with, with Russian encouragement over the last five or six years in Syria that's caused this to happen, the propping up of the Assad regime and keeping this war going on. And the Trump administration deciding that it really needs to have its president heard and listened to. And so for the second time in, in a year striking the uh, Assad's chemical weapons assets. So this is important for everyone to understand that really we are coming back now down to what has always been the main event in the Middle East for the last 1400 years which is the Sunni Shia war. And even the state of Israel and even the anti-American terrorism all of that nothing is a sideshow always has been a sideshow. And Syria proves that really to uh, to a great extent. I mean you're talking about a country here that is on the border of Israel that's had chemical weapons for a long time. They don't use them against Israel, Nahum. Right. They use them against their own people. Right. And this is Iranian, Iran's adventurism, Iran's hope to be to have the, the Shia world control the Middle East and eventually control the holy sites in Mecca. That's what they want. And this is what has caused this incredible bloodshed. You know, we hear all the time about the Western Islamophobia or Jews and Americans having hatred or fear or, or killing Muslims. The fact is, is that more Muslims kill each other every day than most non-Muslims will kill them in, in, in years. And this is a, this is a terrible, ter- this is not a joke. This is a terrible, terrible carnage in Syria going on right now. And you have to hope that these attacks on the on the chemical weapons sites will at least reduce some of the death and some of the the suffering. In the uh, in the war that you just mentioned, uh, uh, um, Sunni Shia uh, yeah. ha- has Israel already, or do they have to choose a side? Yeah, they really do. Um, you know, this is not like the Iran-Iraq War, the fir- the very first Gulf War, the one that the that the, yeah, the Iran-Iraq War of nineteen, the early nineteen eighties, right. late nineteen seventies. In that war, the Israelis were able to really step back a little bit and look at both sides, and and really look at it and say, listen, it really doesn't matter what happens in this war as long as there is one dominant winner, and 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 that's exactly what happened. Both countries were really weakened by that. Right. This is a situation very, very similar to when President Nixon in the 1970s had to choose to, to ally himself with China to stop the, 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 the Soviet domination of the world. And the Saudis have made this a very easy decision for the Israelis. What has happened in the last year, and, you know, it, it was crazy. This, talk about a story that wasn't getting covered enough. I, I was screaming to the rooftops about a year ago about the changes in Saudi Arabia and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman taking over, really, that country for all intents and purposes and the changes he wants to make. And now it seems like the mainstream news media in the last couple of weeks has sort of figured this out. Like, yeah, this guy is, is for real. He's trying to change things. And he's not a saint. He's not an angel. 
But what he understands is that he cannot win the Sunni-Shia war. He cannot protect the Sunni interests against Iran and have his little side wars against Israel or have his little side uh, terrorism sponsorships against the United States that Saudi Arabia has been doing for so many years. They finally figured this out. This is pragmatism. And that we can deal with. We can't deal with an insane culture that just wants genocide against Jews, that just wants basically, you know, modern-day pogroms against Jews. That's what we get from Hamas. That's what we get from Iran. And Saudi Arabia may be now willing, it sure seems like it, it to, to move away from that. They're not going to be singing Kumbaya with us, Nachum. They're not going to be doing that. But the point is that I think they realize now they've got to be singularly focused on Iran and making sure their American friendships are strong. And to do that, they're, 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 Israel really has to really choose a side here. And, and it has. I think for the last couple of years it's been very clear they've been working closely with Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Jake Novak's with us. Novak now, 11 a.m. Eastern time today here in the Nahum Siegel Network. I mentioned uh, all through the morning that you'll be incorporating guests into your presentation very often at Mondays at 11 o'clock. Who have you uh, uh, asked to uh, join you in today's inaugural program? Well, I'm really very excited. Actually, I'm getting to join him. I'm going to join Stephen Schoenfeld at his offices at Blue Star Indexes in Midtown Manhattan to do the first program. I'm very excited about this because, you know, look, I'm going to be talking a lot about the 70th anniversary. And listen, I understand for our audience, the state of Israel and its rebirth and its 70-year history is a very emotional, very religious, very political event. But the only way that we can really objectively, I'm not saying this is the best, the best way as far as value, but the only way we can objectively measure the value of Israel's success is in the free market. The free market is just objective. It, it invests money in what it believes is a good bet. It doesn't invest money in what it doesn't believe is a good bet. That's why, you know, a country like Syria or Egypt with 10 times the population of Israel has, has a smaller GDP. So Stephen is a guy who, if you're interested in investing in Israel, and listen, please go ahead and continue to buy your trees and, and, and buy your Israel bonds. I'm not trying to trash that in any way whatsoever. But if you really want to invest in Israel, Stephen runs two exchange-traded funds, which are like mutual funds, that incorporate a lot of Israeli businesses and a lot of Israeli-owned stocks and give you a chance to invest in this in a real way. But, of course, it, more than just hearing what he does for a living, it, he's just a great expert on what the true situation of the Israeli economy is. And like I said, that's a great measure for what really Israel has accomplished. We can argue all day about the politics and the religion and the military. Those are you know, mostly objective, but sometimes subjective. There's no, there's no other way to measure. The, you know, there's, there's no you know, dissenting opinion on what the value of a particular a company is when they get bought for billions of dollars out of Israel. Right. Jake Novak today, Novak now at 11 a.m. Eastern time here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, we are uh, looking forward to the inaugural broadcast. And, uh, Jake, for us, it's a, as I said earlier, it's a tremendous get. I'm uh, so glad that you're able to do this and that you've agreed to be part of our lineup and you'll be able to bring your expertise in the area of, of politics, the economy, social issues uh, to our audience. It's much appreciated. Good luck today and thank you so much for joining me now. And thank you for having me. Novak Now, everybody. That's what it's called, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. This is a show that's going to be uh, quoted and tweeted and uh, cited uh, because of Jake's unique take on um, on so many things in the world of politics, the economy, etc. Tune in. I think you'll find it very, very interesting. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM.